I did hear that Hellebuck played huge yesterday. So the Corey Crawford kind of psyching myself up. Gretzky had it, lost it. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck Pass, and these are your hosts, the hockey know-it-alls, KJ and Zach Math. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Puck Puck Pass. As always, I'm your host, KJ, joined by the the forever busy Zach Mack. How are you doing today, bud? Uh, I'm doing great, man. It's great to be back. I'm wearing a jersey for this episode. It feels like, I know the cliche is it feels like Christmas in the July or or the summer, whatever, but uh, it truly does feel weird to be wearing a hockey jersey in the middle of summer, uh, not on the blacktop, but here we are. Yeah, it's it's so good to be back. I'm, we spent some time away just for a multitude of reasons, um, just real life and work and the coronavirus craziness. It just got everybody kind of up in the air and confused. And then I got a good vacation and we, it, this couldn't be better timing. Like the season's coming back. This episode will be out before uh, the August 1st kickoff of the playing round, which we'll talk about later as well. Uh, but we appreciate, I mean, the Twitter support was insane. You guys are the best. Uh, we felt missed. And when we announced that we were coming back, I, it's a damn good feeling to know that you guys are listening and that you guys are ready for Puck Puck Pass to be back, uh, anything, before we jump into anything, yeah, what's going on in the life of Zach Mack? What you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Um, getting heavy into fantasy football now as the NFL pretends to uh, heavier, or at least do a heavier amount of pretending that they're going to have a season. So we're preparing for that uh, fantasy-wise, but other than that, man, n- nervously anticipating this uh, anxiously I should say anxiously anticipating the return of the NHL and here we are yeah it's it's unbelievable that the NHL has done this so well it you know say what you will about Bettman and we did this on the live show by the way again with the Twitter support the live shows thank you for everyone who came out yeah those were those those were fun those were a lot of fun and we'll we'll definitely still do stuff like that uh like these busier hockey days during the playoffs maybe we can hop on and go live, something like that. But we appreciate the support. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the NHL, just no positive test through phase three. And they're able to actually stay in the bubble. And as weird as it, as it is to see the Canadians walking out of the Maple Leafs dressing room, it was, uh, it, it, I'm glad it's back. It feels like it's been years. It's such a relief, too. Like, I mean, the bubble is obviously working for the NHL. It's, it's such a relief that the NHL got it right. They made a plan. They stuck to a plan, and it worked out, and we're about to play. Like you said, no positive tests so far, and we're almost to the end of Phase 3. It's just It, it just feels good to be an NHL fan yeah. right now. It, it feels a lot better than, you know, we're looking at baseball, and they barely got through, what, three games before the Marlins were all testing positive, and now they're – paused or and like games are getting rescheduled it, it i feel like baseball would be the prototype that a lot of people would follow because maybe it's just america's pastime being beaten into my head all those years but i thought they'd get it right right away never thought it'd be hockey never thought 
hockey would have such little competition in the sense that the the NBA games will matter, but they're not playoff. Like it's not going to be playoff versus playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think to start, that's going to be huge for hockey. So I'm glad they're coming back and I'm glad they're doing it the right way where people are going to be involved and interested. And I mean, we're already seeing really bad takes all over Twitter. So we're, we're in the right spot. <laughs> so let's hop right into it. Cause this is a take that I've kind of seen tossed around on either side. I will say more on the side of where I think you and I both agree. I've seen a lot more of those takes, but I still hear people that are on board with the NHL not calling these playing games the playoffs. Like, Ovi's getting postseason points, but they're not technically playoff teams. It just yeah. it makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's weird to me as well. I, you're going to get this weird situation where guys have playoff stats that are going to end their career never having played a playoff game. Like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a really pessimistic way of looking at it for these guys. I'm sure they'd like to be <laughs> No, but you're right. It just it doesn't make sense to me that like nothing's normal in the NHL. As much as we were giving them praise just a second ago, it's so weird to me that they're not just like yeah, they're playoffs. Everything's weird. Like why why is it nobody cares? This is th- and this is how I know that I'm so happy and relieved that this plan worked is because normally I'd probably be barking up a tree about this. I'd be on Twitter every day, five tweets an hour about how these. This shit would bother me probably about the NHL, but it doesn't because I'm just glad that they're playing. <laughs> it bothers me that it feels like it's an NHL way of protecting the record books because everyone's so obsessed with these players from back in the day that they don't want anyone's playoff numbers from modern day NHL to really come close to that when, you know, you only had to play four teams. Absolutely. Yeah. They don't want to. Are they, wait, so if, if, if the ones and twos popped up on your phone, are they counting these exhibition games too? Is what are they? What are they? I I don't know because that did anyone that has the NHL app and gets updates because I'm a degenerate, so I get updates for every team. Oh, like Ovi's goal counter was going up, and every time someone scored or got an assist, like their number was there. So I don't know what because I don't get like the preseason updates or you know in the beginning of the season. So I don't know if they if that's just like the NHL app doing that. Or how that works, but I can't imagine they're doing anything with these stats. Yeah, even though it is not. the middle of the fucking season, technically. I mean, for all intents and purposes, but it is what it is. It's the playoffs. You can't tell me otherwise. I'm not gonna, you know, go to the hockey hall of fame and and raise a fuss. But this is the playoffs, which means we have playoff hockey this weekend, noon Eastern time. NBC, NBCSN, NHL TV, Sportsnet, and all your local channels. The Rangers at Carolina in Toronto. We kick <laughs> it off. We kick it off with a pretty interesting matchup because I feel like this is the most 50-50 series. Yeah, and with no game after it until three o'clock, it doesn't coincide with any other game. A lot of people are gonna be watching this one. Uh, obviously, uh, I think a lot of eyes on Panarin. It's of these two teams. I feel like I have more trust in the Hurricanes being ready out the jump. I, 
I would agree, but the Hurricanes don't have Artemi Panarin. <laughs> By the way, Mika Zibanejad hasn't cut his hasn't cut his hair in like four years. It's it was insane. But I I think you're right as far as a team is concerned. But I just think the Rangers have that always have that possibility of just pouring in goals, especially in a weird game where like all eyes are going to be on them, you know, just like Madison Square Garden type feel, even though it's only going to be on TV. I kind of see the Rangers t- getting a hot start and, ta- and taking this first game. Okay, so right off the bat, we disagree. Uh, I think there is, I think you could be right. I got this. I'm putting way too much emphasis on this being just a noon game in Toronto, and I just think I don't know. I feel like Rob Brindamore's gonna have that that crew ready to go. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, as far as coaches, I trust Brindamore more than just about anybody. But I don't. It's very possible that you could be right, and Carolina could win. You know, three two to one games because that is definitely a possibility with this team, but. I don't know. The Rangers are kind of young too. It'll be interesting. I, I am going to go Rangers though. Okay. And you talked you talked about a game that doesn't start till three o'clock. We have uninterrupted access to the Rangers Hurricanes game, which moves us right into the series we care most about. In Edmonton, BS. They get home ice advantage. Just ridiculous. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers host the Chicago Blackhawks. After what I saw yesterday, there's no doubt in my mind Chicago is going to win this series. <laughs> and probably not this game. I think they're going to get toasted on Saturday. Interesting. Okay. Um, I thought you'd have some confidence after that Blackhawks performance against St. Louis. Uh, I'm uh, I'm going Edmonton here. I'm pretty sure we're going to disagree on this, this one all the way yeah. through. Um, I think... I don't know. I just... I. I I, I, we'll just chalk this one up to bias, I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I see this Edmonton team, especially on Saturday. The the more or the better that Connor McDavid plays in that first game, the more confident I'm going to be that Chicago's going to win it. Only only because I know what what Twitter's going to do, <laughs> and, and and what's going to happen to this Oilers team. They're they're gonna be so everyone's gonna be so confident. I'm gonna be so nervous after a big Edmonton win in game one. And then you're just not and then Corey Crawford's gonna come back to life. That Kane Kubelik line. Oh man, it's gonna be so I think fun. yeah, I think both teams are gonna get exploited defensively. It's it might come down to who's got better goaltending, who can make a bigger save at a bigger time. Yeah, I mean the Oilers don't have Duncan Keith, so I guess you know what you're saying is not true. But no, I'm just they they are bad defensive teams, and I'm looking forward to a six seven goal performance from each team every night. That would be awesome. It, it'll it will be fun. Yeah, we're we're never going to agree on that series, but maybe you'll hop on Chicago's bandwagon when they get to the second round. Oh, I'm sorry the the first round. Sorry. Uh, during the first intermission. Of that game, right at 4 p.m., the Islanders are, quote-unquote, hosting the Florida Panthers in Toronto. That game also on NBC Sports Network. This series isn't as close as Rangers-Canes to me. But I also just, I don't know if I don't care or don't know who's going to win. So I've been avoiding talking about it. 
I I think this first game's a flip of the coin. Um, I. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Panthers when we get into our players to watch in a bit. Okay. But I've got this vibe that Florida could be, like, if there was going to be a team that the Islanders were going to struggle with in the first round, it might be Florida. Interesting. But. Well, because this this series is going to be billed as revenge for Florida because – John Tavares beat him in double overtime in game six all those years ago. You know, the guy that's not even on the Islanders <laughs> anymore. But they're going to build it up that way, which I, I don't mind because neither of these teams, I think, will really meet a rival in the playoffs. So if they've got to give this a little false hype, I'm actually okay with it. I do think Florida's speed presents a problem, but I thought that last year and the Islanders proved me wrong. I do think the over the break – with their and the names are going to escape me because I'm really bad with junior hockey, but the Islanders set themselves up to be good for the next five to seven years over the break. I don't think they're good enough right now, especially in this first game back speed. You can contain speed over a series, but not when these guys are going to be as fresh as they are. Yeah. I only have a, uh, I have a soft spot for the Panthers and I think their teamwork can be a way to dismantle the defense that the Islanders are going to try to rely so heavy on to get through the playoffs. Um, but again, like I said, I think this one is a flip of the coin and kind of what you alluded to earlier. It just doesn't excite me in his other first round matches. So it being honest, the same time as the Blackhawks Oilers, I probably won't see much of this game until the end. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I have a feeling that's going to be a, a lot of people. Then we've got a little bit of a break. Not until 8 p.m. Or not another game on until 8 p.m. Pittsburgh Penguins hosting the Montreal Canadiens, also in Toronto. I know we both agree on this series, but I can't get the point across enough. The Montreal Canadiens have no chance. And I don't even feel like I'm jinxing the, the Penguins. They have zero chance of beating the Penguins, especially not in this game. Yeah, unless there's like a crazy injuries to the Penguins early on, which they have a history of this season. But I don't think – I'm in the same boat with you. I don't think the Canadians pose a threat whatsoever to Pittsburgh. I think this is a sweep. Ooh, sweep. Calling his shot. I think you're right, though. I don't think there's – you know, even if Carey Price is as good as people say he is, which we both know he's not, uh, but if he was, it's still too much offense. Jake – yeah, the exhibition. I'll overreact to one exhibition game and underreact to the Pittsburgh uh, Philadelphia game the other day. But I mean, Jake Ensel came right out. He looked good. That that and that was the tipping point. If, if the playoffs had started when they were supposed to, there's probably no healthy Jake Ensel in this lineup. Even against the Canadians, I wouldn't say it's a big deal. Uh, but giving him a warm up, a few extra warm up games in full competition, that's bad news for the next round. Yeah, and Canadians fans, if we're just going to be open and honest with each other, like there's nothing exciting about this team, and you're better off throwing your hat in the round into the for, number one pick pool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, that's what you want as a Canadians fan. I think even let's be honest. Yeah, and you're the fucking Montreal Canadiens. Like if you're in the ring, you have a better shot than most teams, even yeah. though it's random. Like it's it's, it's always it's rigged, but <laughs> yeah. the team with the most cups of all time, it's not going to be rigged for. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, and we we haven't talked about that, and we there's not a, a ton to get into that hasn't been said already, but what a wild draft lottery. 
RIP to your Red Wings. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. That was heartbreaking. Um, it's heartbreaking. And then last up on Saturday in Edmonton, which is going to suck for Calgary, they're hosting the Winnipeg Jets at 1030, also on NBC Sports Network. This fe- this series feels like a toss-up that Calgary wins handedly, but I'm rooting for the Jets. Yeah, I know your hella book fandom is going to weigh in a little bit on this one. I really don't. I, this is another one where I don't really care who wins this. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna be watching to see, you know what what. Uh, it's another Canadian team going out. So. <laughs> so you're not. You're not. For some reason, I thought you'd be pulling for Calgary. I, I like guys on both teams. I, I like I like Line A. I like Lindholm. I like there's I don't really there's no bad blood between either of these teams for me, and I I just don't I, I I'm gonna have fun watching them beat up on each other. I just don't care who wins. Interesting. I think I think Calgary's gonna win. I think they're especially gonna win game one. I think Winnipeg. They're just they're too beat up defensively. They just don't have enough. Calgary can pop off from time to time, but they're also fairly sound, and they've they've been playing a lot better. I say as of late, but they were playing better when the season paused. I, but man, do I want Winnipeg to win that series? But that Saturday, a lot of you know, no, uh, I don't even know what they're what they're calling it, but there's none of the round robin games, I guess, for the the one through four seeds. None of that on Saturday. So every game, I mean. I know the seeding games are going to mean a lot, but I don't think they're going to have the same intensity as the the playing games. But we'll talk about those in a second. We got a couple of those coming up. Uh, but we're kicking off Sunday with Zach's home state team, the Nashville Predators, taking on the Arizona Coyotes in Edmonton, 2 p.m. on Get This USA Network. Ah, fucking NHL, man, unbelievable. NHL but, like, uh, going to be covering it. Look at that. Yeah, hey, they're really stepping up. I I don't know why I'm so confident in Arizona, not just in this game, in this series. I hate the Predators. I hate them. <laughs> there's nothing I like about them, talent-wise or like anything, any fandom-wise. I don't. Shout out, by the way, the fact that there's no round robin games in the first day back. I respect the NHL for doing that. Yeah, it is. It is a cool move, even because they had the opportunity with the uh, two overlapping games to make Florida and New York maybe. Philadelphia and Boston, but we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's nothing about Nashville that tells me that they're, I don't want to say the better team, because they're probably, they have more talent, but they they haven't been able to put it together this year. I have zero faith in Pecorine, especially in the playoffs. Don't bring up 2016. That He still lost that series for him. It, if Nashville wins this first game, I'll get a little nervous, but, I mean, even if Arizona keeps it close, I have a strong feeling that they're going to be able to win this series. I, I'm also on the Arizona Arizona Coyotes side. I think that I'm going to be upset. I'm just there's going to, there's no other. I'm, I'm just going to be upset if the Predators win. I don't think they're going to go far. I don't want them to win any games, and I'm a little <laughs> nervous about the Coyotes just maybe not being able to figure it out right off the jump. But uh, it also, I mean. They got Taylor Hall, so they're going to end up with the number one pick. Yeah. But they're probably going to lose the series. I, I really don't know. That's true. Yeah, I wonder if his UFA status is going to affect the luck of the number one pick. But, yeah, there, there is that 
that doubt that creeps into your mind when you're talking about the Coyotes because they are the Coyotes, unfortunately, and I don't want to bury them like we did the the <laughs> Montreal fans because I don't I don't feel that strongly about it. But they're going to need their you know every best player's best performance every night. And for some reason, I just don't think Nashville needs all that. There's, I mean, Yossi and Ellis and all of Forsberg. There's a lot of talent there. I just don't see them putting it together. But we'll wait and see. Next game, 3 p.m., so it overlaps a little bit. This is a round-robin game. Uh, Boston, the one seed going into the break. <clears throat> Excuse me, the one seed going into the break. In Philly, I believe the third... Or the second overall seed, fourth. Uh, but you thought, but I could be wrong. Oh, maybe they were. Maybe they were fourth. Either way, uh, these two teams have a history. But this is where that intensity that I was talking about gets, you know, comes into play. I feel like the the round robin games are going to be a like really fast paced kind of open door net policy because I don't think these teams are going to be trying to get too banked up before games they can be eliminated in. Because these guys can't be eliminated. So, you know, there's probably a much different feeling in the dressing room. Yeah, there's a couple different facets to this round, Robin, that interests me. I think it's like – because you have – you're right. I don't think they're going to be trying to get bagged up. Um, I like the way you worded it with the whole open net policy thing. It's But on the flip side, it's also a way to test yourself against the other top competition and without without the worry of being ousted by them. Uh, I, so I tend to think that this does, this kind of round robin does give these guys an advantage going into the playing round because they're automatically going to play somebody worse than they were just playing unless you play the Penguins because you're playing somebody better than the Flyers. So, but other than that, uh, it's, I, I flip flop a lot. I think it's a very interesting dynamic that this round robin is going to play. I've got the Bruins though winning this series, but it also, I, it wouldn't shock me if the Flyers did, or I mean, I mean, sorry, this game. Um, yeah, no, I knew, I knew that it's interesting. You, you brought that up for a second because especially with these two teams, and we'll talk about the other Eastern conference team or the other Eastern round Robin teams when we get into the bracket a little bit more, but you've got to be keeping an eye on just, not just the penguins. And I, I know this is going to be my Matthews bias a little bit too, but you still got to watch out for the Leafs. I mean, you got two teams coming out of the playing round that are legitimate cup contenders. I mean, both those teams are. Ah, I can't say that. That's too. That's too biased. I mean, Boston Pittsburgh is interesting to me. I know Boston Toronto is what it is. There's no doubt in my mind that Boston's the better team in this in this game against Philly. And that's not me hating Philly. They're, I mean, just watch a game. Boston's been unreal this year. Yeah, I'm still not sold as them being able to pull this out. I mean, to be the best team all year, have the break, and come back and still be the best team. That's a that's a tall order, but they're going to win this game and really start looking to see who the who the fourth seed or the uh, their their next opponent would be. I don't know how they're. I had to look at the bracket. They're, re- yeah, they're I, reseeding, so it all depends on who wins those playing rounds. Yeah, I I had to assume Boston would rather just and Toronto's right on the hinge because they're the eight nine matchup, so they're kind of just like waiting to see who gets seated where. And who else wins? Yeah, I mean, realistically, if it goes chalk, which, you know, we we both kind of like Florida in that series as much as I think the Islanders can figure it out. So 
you know, Boston and Tampa are going to be staring on the barrel of Toronto, which say what you will, that's still a tough team to play in the playoffs. Um, so we're both on Boston for the first round robin that day at 6.30 p.m. all times Eastern, obviously, God's time. Uh, Colorado's hosting St. Louis in Edmonton. I know you love this matchup uh, as a whole, even though it's just this one game. I like this matchup a lot, and I, I think this is going to say a lot about these two teams. Even though St. Louis sucked yesterday, I think this game is going to be a not slugfest, it's barn burner. A, uh, yes, another big shout-out to the NHL here because what they did is they put two round-robin games back-to-back. It allows me to kind of relax, take a breath, get over my hangover from yesterday's hockey watching and regroup for the games tonight. Uh, I do love this matchup. Uh, it's a good one to kick off the round-robin. I think I'm going St. Louis in this game. I don't think either team cares who wins this game. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. I-, I don't think either of these teams have much to fear uh, coming up. You know, we talked the only games. Oh, the only game we haven't gotten to in the West is the Vancouver, Minnesota game. And obviously I don't think either of these teams are too scared of the man. You look at the bottom, the playing teams for the West. I mean, they just don't stand a chance. I mean, I, like looking at this, it took me, I think it took me a second to, you know, I'll turn on a little bit of the exp- exhibition games, saw what was happening on Twitter. I've been looking at upcoming stuff. And I think it just hit me right now that there's still this monstrous gap in both conferences. Like Colorado and Colorado and St. Louis are just head and shoulders above so many teams. I think as long as. I wouldn't, I wouldn't as, hate like the, those eight, those eight that got through four on each side. Yeah, that that would be sick. Just yeah, just let those teams beat the hell out of each other because all I mean, you're gonna find a good matchup in all of them. I've St. Louis in this game. I think Colorado goes further in the playoffs. I know it's kind of blasphemous, but I agree. I I, uh, I I think St. Louis is gonna come out real hot on Sunday. Six thirty. Oh, that's prime Sunday. Two games left. A very two really boring series actually. 8 p.m. on NHL Network. Shit, are you kidding me? All right, well I guess I'm not watching this game, but yeah, on NHL Network, Toronto host Columbus in Toronto. This game, this series isn't as far apart as Pittsburgh and Montreal, but in my mind, it's pretty close. It Toronto is demonstrably better. They're gonna be refreshed. I know Columbus was looking good. And they'll be, you know, fresh as well. But in, these guys, these guys are going to be so fast, score so many goals right off the jump. No matter who's in net for Columbus, they, I just don't think they stand a chance. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting series. Um, I, you know, the Leafs tend to lose in the opening round. The Blue Jackets just swept the Bulls last year, so I, I think the Leafs are the better team I think the Leafs have a better odds of making it through the series but it's the NHL and it's the playoffs and odds don't always work in your favor I I think this first game is going to be huge for this series yeah this first game is going to be huge for the Leafs in general as well just 
you know, even if they win an ugly game, you know what people say, and you, and you know, you know, they'll be listening because they're the Leafs. But this does remind me kind of of the 2018 playoffs when Tampa was so good and Boston was really impressive and Washington was, you know, they they had been losing the second round constantly. The pressure was kind of off, even though they were a great team that season. And things just kind of came together. They had to come back against the Lightning, and obviously we know what happened in the finals against Vegas. Toronto reminds me of that Washington team a little bit. Like, we're we're counting them out, not in this series, but just, you know, we know who they are. They're mostly the same team that continues to lose to Boston in the first round. I think some of the – not the pressure because it is Toronto, uh, but I think they might be adjusting the expectation in their head and kind of seeing like, all right, let's just go out and play hockey. Like we're, this isn't so much a warm up series as like I said, the Pittsburgh one, but I think they're going to be able to exercise some demons against Columbus and, and really do a number on that defense. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm picking the Leafs in this series. I think they'll also win this game, but if you, when we mentioned getting back to normal earlier, it just would feel getting back to normal. If, you know, the Blue Jackets take game one, like four to one and, and Twitter's back to Blue Jackets. Twitter is everyone rooting oh. against the Leafs and Leafs Twitter is back to their normal selves complaining about playoffs. Oh yeah. You, you know, people already have that tweet in their drafts. Like, yep. we, you know, hockey's back when Toronto loses in the first. Yes. Something like that. You know, it's coming even if they win. Oh, congratulations. You beat Columbus, that type of stuff. Uh, we're going to end the weekend as you do most weekends at 1030 Eastern on the West Coast. Uh, I don't know my Canadian geography, but I think Edmonton's more like mountain time. Nonetheless, Vancouver's hosting Minnesota, and oh boy, do I hate the Minnesota Wild. Uh, hate them. I just, I, I, I've never cared less about a team, I think. <laughs> uh, I think I still stick to my guns. I don't think the Wild have any chance in this series. Um, but the Canucks did not look good against Winnipeg. I know it was an exhibition, but they didn't look good. I heard yesterday. Yeah, it's uh, that was my understanding as well. Which, like I said, a lot of these teams that I think are going to get off to hot starts kind of have a past of not getting off to hot starts. And for Vancouver, I think they're going to win the, this first game. I think they might drop one. Wild might even force five. Not caring about them doesn't mean they're not talented, even though they really aren't that talented. Uh, but for some re- somehow they turned it around this this year. Give them a little bit of credit, but Vancouver definitely wins in four. Definitely wins probably in four, maybe three, maybe five. This is another situation where I think, similar to the Canadians as a Wild fan, you're just kind of you'd rather be in the, in the rounds for the uh, first pick. Yeah, because they just signed one of their best um, prospects as well. Wild prospect. He's that Russian kid. Ba, 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 ba. Wild prospect. He followed me. On, he followed me on Twitter for whatever reason, and then unfollowed me when I I probably said something pretty uh, disparaging. All I know is he came from the KHL. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Is he really a prospect? Oh, and they signed their goalie, the their goalie of the future as well. Kirill Kaprizov. That's the guy. <laughs> he is a stud from the sounds of it. Uh, and he'll be there. Oh, he'll be there next season. It sounded like 
he was going to be able to play on the team this year. But either way, Minnesota will be good in uh, putting their hat in the the first round or the number one pick uh, pool won't hurt them. Well, that rounds out the weekend. Dude, oh, my God, that's a lot of games. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Now we move on to – well, let's do let's let's do our predictions, and then we'll talk about our players to watch. Uh, well, before we break this down, because, you know, with the reseeding, we can't really do matchups, but we can still talk about kind of expectations and, and where we're at with each conference. Uh, I want to remind you, if you haven't seen the tweet, the Puck Puck Pass Bracket Challenge Tournament, champions i don't know uh is going on now you're not they're not going to let you pick your bracket until the actual first round in the nhl's mind starts so i don't know the dates but i mean if they start the first i imagine they're done like around the 10th around there but we'll keep you updated on twitter but you can find the link i'll tweet it out again uh in response when we tweet out this episode and make sure you get in there. You can win a t-shirt. We're going to do a lot of cool stuff. Plus, you get bragging rights over one of us, uh, which is always something you want, especially if you're in the comments telling us we don't know shit. <laughs> All right. So, we'll, we'll each do a, uh, an Eastern and a Western. Why don't you kind of start off, break down what you think is going to happen in the East, and let me know who's coming out. So, in the East, I'm sticking to, by the way, my predictions that I think I've had since uh, the All-Star break. Uh, I'm going P- Pittsburgh out of the East. We already talked about their matchup with Montreal. Uh, they win that. They're the five seed, which means they're automatically playing the worst of the reseeds. So um, uh, those four would be Boston, Tampa, Washington, and Philadelphia. I think Pittsburgh is going to dodge Washington there, and they're probably play- playing Tampa or Philly if I had to guess, and I think they've got an easy shot against both of those two teams, I like the way they match up. So I really don't think there's a big test as long as Pittsburgh can stay healthy until the conference finals. Yeah, and good good luck with that because we know this Pittsburgh team and their injury concerns throughout this season. But like I said, like you said, they're finally healthy. If they can stick with it, I agree with you that the Penguins come out of the uh, Eastern Conference and head on to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think there's there's so much offense on this team, and they were never fully healthy this entire season. It felt like, especially in November, we were starting every – I mean, we were doing two episodes a week, and we started every episode with Pittsburgh injury news and a lot of times uh, Colorado injury news. And it was just constant. To see this team as a fifth seed, like you said, they're going to match up against the lowest uh, round-robin team I agree with you. Probably Philly or Tampa, and even if it's Washington, I, it's not going to be Boston. But any of the other three teams, I'm really not even that nervous about. And from there on, it'll just be it'll be the Sid and Malkin show. I think with with Gensel coming in clutch with with big points. But yeah, there's there's not too much to doubt with that Pittsburgh team. On to the West. I'll get us started because. This is, I think this has been my prediction for both teams for quite a while, but I don't think the all-star break. Uh, coming out of the West, no-brainer. It's the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, not concerned about their round-robin games. Not concerned about, you know, even if they, they fall to the fourth seat. 
the the best team they could play is Vancouver. Sorry, Edmonton, but the best team they could play is Vancouver, especially the way they played against them this season. I don't know the record off the top of my head, but that would be a tough series. But beyond that, I just I think they're too physical for the physical teams and too fast for the fast teams. And by the way, Marc Andre Fleury is their goalie for the playoffs. Give me Vegas. Give me Pittsburgh. I am fucking hyped for this. <laughs> Vegas, man. God, I would, I would, I'd be so sick of them if I saw. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Oilers, I like the Oilers' chance if they get through Chicago and and Dallas is the four seed because that is who Edmonton will play, and I think Edmonton's got a shot against Dallas, and then they're all of a sudden making a run, and I'm that's the only. But if the Oilers get through Chicago and anybody but Dallas is in that four spot, then Edmonton is in trouble. And so, with that being said, I'm going with Colorado. Um. Because I think you're going Colorado out of the West. That is shocking yes. to me. Um, I'm going Colorado Pittsburgh for the final. I think. I think Colorado. I, I I think Colorado and Edmonton and St. Louis. Again, a little bit of Edmonton bias, but I really do believe that those are the three powerhouse offenses in the in the West, and powerhouse offenses are going to win in the West. Yes. So that's what we want. I just don't think the odds are set up. Well, for Edmonton, like I said, unless Dallas is at four seed. So I thought you were picking St. Louis. I thought you changed your tune over the pause. No, I I do like St. Louis, but I they're I just don't think I think Colorado has got the I've I've and this is a thing where I, we're going to talk about our players and there's another one I know I keep giving them away, but there's one on Colorado that I think is going to make a huge difference. Yeah, Jonas Donskoy is going to be great, and I think they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna go really far. I would love. A Vegas-Colorado Western Conference Final would be the most relaxing conference final I've ever watched. Because as much as I want Vegas to win, as much as my wife wants Vegas to win, I have no problem with Nathan McKinnon against Sidney fucking Crosby for the right. Stanley Cup. Are you kidding me? I, I No, I love the pick. I, I don't know why it was unexpected. Because I know you talk, we talked about that even on the live shows during the pause. But... Oh man, I, I do love that. Yeah, Vegas or Colorado, I'm fine with, but I'm I am picking Vegas. Vegas is the most complete really. team, I think. They've got the best. I team. think they are too, yeah. All right, well let's you've mentioned it a couple times. We'll wrap this episode up with three players to watch. We've got a superstar, we've got a goalie, and we've got a sleeper. Why don't you hit me with your goalie first? Okay, this is where I want to start because I was just talking about the Avalanche, and this might surprise you, but it's Philip Grubauer. Oh, and interesting. I think because if Colorado's going to go far, and I got a, this vibe that they are, it's they need that goaltending. And Philip Grubauer's a big save kind of guy. Um, I learned this when I was watching. I had to watch an inordinate amount of highlights uh, when I made that hockey hype return video. <laughs> yeah. And Philip Grubauer has so many of the Avalanche highlights, it's ridiculous. So I think if they can shore up defensively, obviously they got Kalen Carr back there, and he can play, stand on his head. Then Philip Grubauer is my goalie to watch. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that at all. Is, I mean, he doesn't even have to be great. He just has to only give up three goals most nights. Yeah, and I, I think that kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. And when that starts to happen, you do see goalies. Uh, in the West, it's going to be tough to get a shutout, but one or two goals is also a very real possibility. 
Uh, I've always kind of rooted for Grubauer. I mean, he got thrown to the Wolves in that uh, that 2018 series before Holtby came in, but I had, I had no qualms with that. Uh, my goalie, I'm sorry to be boring, but it's Corey Crawford. He's got to be good. He's got to be so good, and I think he's capable of it. Interesting. That would be the well. No, I know. I know he's capable of it. That and that's that's why I'm sticking with it. I don't know if I can handle a Corey Crawford resurgence. Can I don't, you imagine? I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that mentally. The crow, my god, Twitter account takes over again. Jeez, dude, I remember those days when it was. Uh, now I'm gonna watch Crawford just to see if he if, can fail. If if the glove is back, Edmonton's in for some serious. <laughs> but the glove's got to be back, so so we will see. Uh, let's move over to superstar. I'll do mine first because it's a little bit. I don't know. I feel like it's a little off the wall, but keeping with the superstar superstar mentality, Nikita Kucherov's got to play way better than he's ever played in the playoffs. He's got to be really damn good this year. That is a good one, an important one to keep our eye on as far as Tampa's playoff success, which they don't have very much of. So, And you're right, Kucherov's got to step up. That's an interesting one. I like that you brought that one up. Well, I mean, you win the heart and you disappear in the playoffs and get suspended. Like, just don't. Don't do dumb shit and score goals. It's literally what you're best at in the world. Yeah. Interesting. I, I'm, I am, at your discretion, going to keep an eye on Nikita Kucherov now. <laughs> Who's your superstar? My superstar. This is an obvious one. It's Leon Dreisaitl. I also want to see if he can step up in the playoffs. Um, obviously, a little early to call Leon a superstar, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, I want to see if he can do it. I want to see if he's phased at all. If he, if, if it's just another NHL game for him, um, that, that, that's all I'm keeping my eye on him. I like it. I mean, you're good. I mean, he's normally got the puck, so it's going to be easy to keep your eye on him. That's going to be eight. Your superstar versus my goalie. I, uh, well, I don't like my odds to be completely honest. All right, let's move on to sleeper. I was really excited about this one when I, Finally figured it out. So why don't you go ahead and go first? Who is your sleeper to keep an eye on for the playoffs? Mine's gonna be Alexander Barkov of the Florida Panthers. Ooh, um, Sasha. I like the. As I talked to you earlier, I like the teamwork aspect of the Panthers. I like what they've done this season. I've always been. I think I. I think I mentioned them at least once every two episodes, probably on average. Um, I think that the Islanders are very stout defensively. Obviously, that's what they're going to lean on. And the teamwork of the Florida Panthers is what it's going to take to dismantle them. And I didn't know if Huberto was too much of a, of a superstar to put on this list. But either way, both of them, I mean, 55 assists for Huberto, 42 assists for Barkov. They, they, this is what can beat the Islanders, I think. No, I think you're right. Because what Bobrovsky showed the other day uh, was nothing impressive. So... They're going to have to play well. I I like that pick because, I, well, I picked his former teammate. I think Vinny Trocek is sleeping to watch here. For Carolina, I know I picked the, the Rangers, but if, if Carolina, I almost let this slip earlier. If Carolina gets big play out of, you know, the normal suspects, Fetchnikov, Aho, those guys, and they still get normal Vinny Trocek numbers, he, he, they're going to be tough to beat. Not just against the Rangers, against whoever they play in the next round. Because good Trocek means they're moving on. Yeah, and I because I don't think we've – I don't even think we ever got Pete Trocek in, in Florida. I don't 
I don't think so. I mean, he's too far from like I don't think other Italian mobsters. So I think <laughs> now that you know he's moving closer to New York and he'll be playing the New York Hockey Ranges or however they say it. Oh God, I hate the Northeast. I think Vinny Trocek's going to be more, much more comfortable, and uh, he's man, like he could one. show out. Ooh. I like that pick. Yeah, I was really excited when I when I figured that one out. Pat myself on the back. Oh man, we are. I mean, we're so close. I'm gonna get this episode out before game one on Saturday. I'm. I, I mean, there's no reason I shouldn't have it out. Be- you could listen to this on Thursday, but definitely Friday. And I think we're just we. This this episode was kind of flying by the seat of our pants. We weren't sure when we were coming back, but the timing worked. I think we're gonna stick to one episode a week for the playoffs. But you know, keep an eye out on Twitter. We could be live at any point. Really, at, at any point. Uh, real quick housekeeping before we get out of here. Uh, Zach Mack, you've got so many different podcasts and shows and shit and everything you're doing. Why don't you give the people something to look out for? So always check it out. What's up, Belly Up? Um, on there with Michael getting back into the podcasting uh, swing of things as these uh, as the sports are coming back. Um, Belly Up Fantasy, we're running live shows on Tuesday on Twitter, so check that out. That's for fantasy football. Um, and otherwise, right here. Puck, puck, pass. Um, the next time we we sit here, we're gonna have games to talk about, and that that's that's pretty awesome. We're gonna have games to talk about. We hey, this time next week, we could have. Oh my god, I almost forgot the name of the segment. The uh, the shutout segment. It's oh, been so long since we've done it. YGS. YGS. We're gonna have, have to have some spell. obviouslys too. Oh, the obvious. Oh my god. Oh, we should have done the obvious for the the bracket. Oh, we'll get to it. Actually, by the time next week, I think we could be ready to actually. Um, oh no, because it won't be in two episodes. We'll be able to break down our picks for the bracket uh, in full beyond just Pittsburgh, Vegas, and in Colorado. Uh, real quick on my end of things, obviously Puck Puck Pass. Uh, that's the brain trust that you got between us two. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Belly Up G A M I N. Twitch.tv slash Belly Up Gaming. Uh, I just got the whole PC set up. Uh, I, I absolutely love this thing. Shout out to Dell and Alienware. It's incredible. Uh, and the games run so smooth. So we've been streaming more from that. Uh, sea of Thieves, Destiny 2, uh, Counter-Strike, which is so freaking hard. I'm so bad at it right now. <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun. We got the face cam set up so you can come hang out with us, throw back some beers, all that good stuff. We have huge sponsorship news coming out as well. Probably by the end of end of the day today. So look out, we got a giveaway involved with the announcement. We were so excited for that. It's right up our alley. I think I don't think we missed anything else, did we? I don't think so. I think we nailed it all. Alright. I'd ask you what you do doing this weekend, but we just talked about it for 40 minutes. <laughs> Cannot wait. Guys, thank you again for all the support over the pause. I appreciate everyone who's reached out to us and said they miss us or they're glad we're coming back. This has been awesome. Uh, I'm so glad to be back on the microphone with Zach Mack. It's been way too long. For Maria, for at It's Zach Mack, I'm at Hosted by KJ. This was at Puck Puck Pass Pod, and we will see you next week. Live hockey, baby. We saw no light. We saw no signal. Be sure to follow your hosts on Twitter at Gearholtz underscore K, at BellyUpZachMack, and at Puck Puck Pass Pod. Thank <laughs> you.